the team already had two setters there and only one opposite. So the deal was that I was there and I would get some technical training in the morning for setting. But when we played competitive six on six in practice, I just played as the second opposite on the other side. Until very recently, the name of our new guest was not that popular in the world of volleyball. He was playing as a setter in the US College Championship, but in November surprisingly changed the French national opposite Stéphane Bouillet in the team of Verona. A setter, an opposite, is confusing. Maybe it is, but in the next minutes he will explain how all of this happened and on top of that, on a great level. Ladies and gentlemen, Mats Jensen. Hi Mats, first of all I would like to thank you for accepting the invitation of Volleyball Explained to be a guest in our podcast, The First Temple. And um, uh, taking into account that volleyball is far from being the most popular sport in Denmark, how did you choose to start playing exactly volleyball? Because if a person opens the Wikipedia page sport in Denmark, volleyball is not even even mentioned there. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Volleyball, volleyball in Denmark is, is a super small sport, but the, the way I started playing was um, one of my friends in school was playing and his dad was the coach. And so, yeah, I was his friend and he just asked me if I wanted to come to training for, for a little bit. And I was, I don't know, I think I was eight, nine, 10 years old. I was, I was small. So I said yes. And then I played ever since. And you started playing there the last year, I believe the last season you played, uh, you played in UCLA in uh, the US in the, uh, in the, in the uh, championship there, the college championship. What do you think is the advantage of, uh, of playing there and studying and, uh, and playing volleyball at the same time? Um, the advantages, I think there are many advantages and it all depends on, what you want as a person. For me, it was, it was super nice because I could um, play volleyball and I could also study at the same time. I think that's a really unique thing um, that you can do that in the, in the United States all, all in one place. You know, you have the school and you have the volleyball and the whole, the whole program is there. Um, so you can both succeed academically and, and athletically. And, um, yeah, I think that's that's super good um, for those for those that want to pursue that. Yeah. For a long time, you've been a setter in the beginning of your career, and in 2018, I believe in 2019, you were pronounced the best setter in the Danish league. Yes. And now you're playing as an opposite. Why? Yes. Uh, how, how how did it happen that this all of this? Nah. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's true. I've always been a setter. Now, now I play as an opposite here in, in Verona, but um, I've been a setter all my life. I was a setter uh, at UCLA where I played in college. And then what happened was during, during the summer, I was in Verona to train because they invited me there to train for, for some few weeks in the summer. Um, because yeah, I, I knew, I knew the coach there and, it was just, just to come and, and be with the team for a little bit. And the team already had two setters there and only one opposite. So the deal was that I was there and I would get, you know, some technical training in the morning for setting. 
Um, but when we when we played uh, competitive six on six in practice, I just played as the second opposite on the other side um, to to just fill in the spot and help help the team out there. Um, and it turns out that I played I played pretty well um, during those weeks, and so yeah, so that's that's why that's when I like started playing opposite mainly um, was during that time, and then later on. Um, some months after they they offered me a contract here as the opposite and I and I accepted so um, so that's the story so so uh, more or less you became an opposite by coincidence yes I, I would say so. over over the years no 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 I've I've been a setter always but I there have been some small periods where I've been training as an opposite a little bit um, I remember in Denmark four years ago or something like this, four or five years ago, I was in the same situation because I got pulled up to the first team, the senior team in my club when I was 16, 17 years old. And they, it was the same. They had two setters and one opposite. So I would, all, I would train as an opposite also there. Um, so I have a little, a little experience, but, but yeah, I would, probably a coincidence. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> and uh, uh, maybe a... a, a Maybe it could be a joke, but will the the opposite Jensen be happy if the setter Jensen sets the ball to him? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I've never. I think. I think yes. I think yes. Um, but uh, I'm I'm not sure. That's that's a pretty pretty strange question to uh, to to answer. Um, yeah, but it's it's funny though to think about. Let's let's say it this way. Uh, what is the difference? Uh, maybe a, a little bit go to the technical ones. Uh, what yeah. is the difference between between setting the ball to a left-handed like you are and uh, to a right right-handed opposite like like you, you've played with before? Yeah. No, I think I've played with as a setter. I played with both left-handed and right-handed opposites, and now I'm an opposite and I'm left-handed. And I think the biggest advantage as a left-handed opposite is that when you go into the court from the right side, you can reach in with your left hand, um, especially if, you know, if the set is, is not perfect, if the set dies a little bit inside, you can reach in with your left hand. Um, and this is much easier to do being left-handed. Right hand like this one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you you can maybe 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 you can you can hit the ball hard in both ways. You you can do it with your right hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think playing on the right side, um, left-handed is is an advantage. But but I mean, you see so many world-class opposites being right-handed, and also the uh, the other way around. You know, you have some good athletes playing um, on the left side that are left-handed. So um, yeah. And another technical question, but this time from the, from the from the perspective of the of the setter, do you think that left-handed setters have advantage since they can attack from from second touch easier? Because you know that the common position of the setter is is with the right shoulder towards the net, and you can surprise the opponent easier with the left hand instead of your right one. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I I think yes. The obvious answer is yes. Um, as a setter, when I played, um, I was left-handed. I, I would I would always spike the ball and tip the ball with my left hand um, with with great success. Um, but I think 
even if you're if you're right-handed you will you will learn to tip with your left-handed as a setter you know the the good setters that i've played with that are right-handed will will still tip and, and win the balls so so i think if you're if you're a good athlete you will you will learn and and adapt but and but for me for me personally being left-handed really really helped me as a setter and in this regard the last question about this combination of setter and opposite position uh, yeah. how, how are you able to combine them be, be, because they they require very different skills it, of course now you're playing only as an opposite but you have times yeah. when when you played both yeah 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 you know of course uh, when you're a volleyball player you have you're kind of a a specialist you know if you're if you're a setter you're 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 a specialist at setting and if you're an opposite you're a specialist at hitting but you're still you're still a volleyball player and for me this the same things that i've practiced all over the years in serve and and block defense um all those things don't change even when you play as an opposite or as a setter and also um the two positions play on the same side of the court in block and defense they play on the right side so that's those things are all similar um so i don't have to learn them from scratch again um yeah but but of course of, of course this this transition is is not easy um to just change position like this it's it's super hard and and i still feel sometimes when i play especially here um because now i play play at a pretty oh maybe my internet is not so good i'm sorry let me let me know if it's it's it changes um anyway what i was saying um i still feel now that you know, I have I have some inexperience playing as an opposite. There are situations where I'm a little bit unsure what to do, and um, if I was a setter, I would have years and years of of training and repetitions to to count on. But now I only have I only have a few months. So um, so yeah, I guess that's my answer. You have been coached by John Sparrow in UCLA. Can you make a comparison between the U.S. style of coaching and the European one, and especially between Sparrow and Stoichev? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will make I will make uh, a comparison between between Sparrow and Stoichev because uh, I'm not sure I want to generalize so much to say there is a Euro European style of playing and an American style of playing. Even Europe, there are tons of different. Um, nations and, and styles of volleyball, but one one very specific thing that I've noticed is how the two coaches um, handle mistakes. And um, you know, when you make, for example, for example, service mistakes. And I remember in America, mistakes was not or were not such such a big deal. They were not so important. Coach Coach uh, John Sprawley would say, "Okay, if you make." A mistake in service, it's okay. You go, and the next time you hit the ball even harder. And if you make a mistake again, the next time you go and hit it even harder. You know, um, that's not the exact words, but but this was kind of the philosophy that um, you need to you know put pressure and and the mistakes that that follow are okay. While here in Italy, it's it's much more different. We always we always go over the statistics and we see okay, we have. A little bit, a little bit too many mistakes in service here, or this error in attack here, and they all count up. and And those mistakes are essentially what the coach say is um, they can determine the match here. So, 
that's a, a pretty pretty significant significant difference that that I've noted. Another thing I, I will note about the the difference is that in college, um, the coach really cares about building you not only as as a volleyball player but also as a person. I, I think that's really also an advantage of of the college system. I don't think I mentioned that when we talked about it before, but. They, they, the coaches, you know, are there also to help you with um, managing your your whole life, and 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 especially in college, it can be really hard because you you have a lot of things to do with uh, school and social life and training, and, and you have really some busy days. So, the philosophy of the coaches there are to to kind of make you um, better not only as an athlete but as a human being in general. Um, and that's that's also a pretty big significance or a pretty big difference. Sorry, being here in in Europe because in Europe I'm I'm, I'm a professional athlete. When I'm in the gym, uh, I'm 100% there. But when I'm not in the gym, you know, I'm just myself. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to you. Yeah, of course. Uh, right. Taking yeah. The, the, talking about the about the years, we can give, we can give a small example that yesterday you played against. Cisterna, you won 3-0 and see, you made, I believe, altogether three errors, errors in attack. I don't remember how many from the serving uh, service line, but uh, only three errors in attack for three sets, which is yeah. very good, I, I believe. I, I don't know, I don't know if, if your coach is, uh, is, uh, agrees, but, uh, but I believe that one error in attack per set is, is fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you, could, you can say this, but Imagine if if one if every player on the team makes one error in attack, um, that this is you know five five six mistakes per one set, and then you also say okay one one mistake in service per set is also okay, and then you have you have twelve. No, no, no. There they were three for all of you for three sets. Ah, for all of us. Yes. Ah, in, okay. a, in attack, in spiking. I'm sorry. In spiking, I believe there were three three okay. or four of you. Yeah. For for three sets. Okay, yeah. This so one that, one, one 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 per set for the whole team. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this is this is very acceptable. That's pretty good. And I think <laughs> I made I made at least two two mistakes in attack in that game. Um yeah, I th I would say three three mistakes in attack in, in one game of three sets. That that's pretty good. That's very a very low amount of, of mistakes, yeah. And my last question is which is the volleyball player or another sportsman which is your let's not let's not say it an idol but but an example and why yeah um that's a difficult question um what off off the top of my head I, my answer would be kobe bryant the basketball player rest and in peace yeah exactly very very unfortunate rest in peace um when I was when I was in Los Angeles last year, he he was a really big person because he played for the for the LA Lakers, you know, all of his career, and and he was really a, a big person in LA. And um, I would hear um, a lot of stories about about him in particular and how he would about his um, about his worth worth ethic, um, how he would just train and train and train and you know be in the gym at five in the morning. And have you know three four trainings every day in the summer just to get ready for the season and I think 
Um, and I think maintaining such a, such a, a strong work ethic throughout a whole career is, is extremely impressive to me. Um, as an athlete, I know how hard it is to, to get in the gym every day and work. Um, and, and because of that sole, sole reason, I, I really, I really admire him for, for, for having done that in his career. Uh, I recently read a, a book from his, this Mamba Mentality, I believe it's, uh, it's yeah. the name of the, uh, the, of the book. And, uh, I could recommend this to, to all of our listeners and, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, viewers because I believe it's a very nice book and and of course if you if you if you don't like to read that much you can also uh, at least uh, watch or listen to some of the some of the clips uh, you can find on the internet in YouTube it's uh, not only okay Mats thank you again for uh, for being a guest and I would like to wish you a lot of luck uh, until the end of the regular season and also in the playoffs because, because you surely go uh, to the playoffs uh, after the regular season. And uh, I hope that uh, you're going to, uh, to go on it with your success because now you have three wins in a row, I believe. So, so let, let's, make, let's make them eight before the, before the playoffs. I believe you have five, five matches left, I believe. So let's make them eight <laughs> before, the, before the end. Yeah, Thank you okay. again. Thank and, you, thank you. And uh, dear listeners, dear viewers, uh, I would like to thank you again for watching us. You can subscribe to the channel, like the clip, share it if you like uh, the podcast with Mats. And also, if you are a fan of our content, uh, you can also support us on Patreon. Uh, bye bye, and see you the next time.